Thanks, so, Mark. I will uh, call the regular meeting of October 24th of Town Council to order at 532. We have the agenda in front of us. Are there any additions or deletions? I'm seeing one, and it is uh, an information item, an invitation to the National Indigenous Veterans Day or ceremony, which will go as new business item two. Any other deletion? the Indigenous Veterans Day. Oh, that would be the only one that administration has. Okay. No, that was good. That was good. Okay. Um, would some or any deletions? No. Okay. Would someone move the acceptance of the um, amended uh, agenda? Uh, Councilor Carr. Okay. All those in favor? Aye. It is carried. We have the minutes of the October 11th regular council meeting in front of us. Anybody notice anything that needed to be clarified, changed? Enough? If not, would someone move the acceptance of the October 11th regular council meeting agenda? I can move that. Okay, Councillor Shannon, thank you. All those in favor? Aye. Thank you. It is carried. Do we have any public hearings? No. Okay, then we have um, a presentation, the Peace Valley Snow Riders, and I believe we have two gentlemen, Mr. Buckholz and Mr. Allard. Mr. Allard. Yay, Mr. Allard. Okay, so I think we've got the presentation uh, in our agenda. And uh, we're ready whenever you are. You just press the microphone red button and leave the red bu button on. Super. Well, first off, thank you for the opportunity for Peace Valley Snow Riders to address this council. Uh, as you've heard, my name's Dwayne Buckholz. Uh, I'm a current member of the club, but I am not on the executive, just to clarify. And one of the original organizers, um, I'm doing this presentation on behalf of uh, Chrissy Davis, our Director of Publicity. And with me today is uh, Francois Allard. He is our Trail Development Committee Chair. So we're here to provide a good news story. I think we've all seen enough uh, following the pandemic. Um, and I know it's bouncing back, but loss of oil and gas revenue, some of the other municipalities really struggled with that. Political upheaval and well, just what can I say? It seemed like things weren't going right. But for us, they, they really did. So I know that there's some new counselors here. Uh, I am gonna be providing uh, some information to assist you in understanding our club. So those of you who are familiar, please forgive us uh, for taking uh, that bit of time. <coughs> Uh, it was uh, the 11th of January 2016, the last time our club addressed council. So it's been quite a while, much has changed. What's really important for us here is our trails are out back, and I dare say that uh, if you're not a snowmobiler, you probably don't know where they're at. But even snowmobilers don't know where they're at in some cases. So any opportunity we have to gain some general visibility for our club is, is very, very much uh, appreciated and I just want to very quickly add there's lots of room on those trails for 
others to join us. So um, this is the, the agenda, nothing really fancy, like I said, and uh, a review and an update. Um, it does say questions at the bottom. Please interrupt at any time that you have a question. Let's go to the next one. So what's different about snowmobilers? Well, two very important factors. Number one is environmental impact. Obviously, we're a motorized sport that uh, leaves a minimal footprint, frozen ground and snow covered. The other part uh, of environmental impact is the fact that our trails primarily use shared footprints and existing disturbances. So spring comes and you really don't see much of uh, what has happened. We think that's really important, especially these days where um, ground conditions being soft and the rest, a uh, lot of uh, focus on, on wheeled uh, users. The other factor is organization. Uh, we have formally organized uh, local clubs. We're represented by the Alberta Snowmobile Association on a provincial basis. And uh, they are also tied in on a national and international uh, basis. The biggest factor that I believe um, you should note is, is the stakeholder support for our formal trails. So we obviously um, work with landowners, we have formal agreements, we work with forest companies, oil and gas companies, trappers, um, all of our stakeholders are consulted and where necessarily necessary we have a signed formal agreement with them. So our trails aren't here for the short term, they're here for the long term. We do have trails on both the north, or sorry, north, east and west side of the Peace River and uh, we're hoping to make that network of trails and we see this as a, a legacy project for the, the area. Let's go to the next one. So before I go into the slide, um, I'm actually going to take uh, a step back a little bit. So our club was formed as a result of um, a bylaw committee that the town of Peace River formed, and we felt we needed a club to work with the town. That I believe was the third club that was formed. Uh, the second club I was part of, and after a year, it, it failed fairly miserably. Um, and I think it's fair to say that um, it has left um, a bit of a, a gap between snowmobilers and the town ever since. Um, we, really, um, we really wanted to be more of a factor in being part of the solution in the town in directing traffic out of the town of Peace River. Um, and when that didn't happen with that second club, uh, we formed this club on the basis that knowing what, what was or what wasn't, that we could potentially um, form our trails and move them back into the town. Um, we had the support of uh, the ski hill in doing that. Um, 
we, we patterned that after what happens in Eastern Canada where communities welcome the economic benefit. Um, and unfortunately, uh, the Misery Mountain Trail as we knew it, um, we, we determined that it wasn't, uh, wasn't going to happen for a number of reasons. So very disappointed that, uh, that we made that decision back in, in May of 17, but there were too many hurdles and it, it wasn't working. We still think we're part of the, the uh, solution, uh, but uh, I think there could have been more in it for the town and for the, the local snowmobilers. Um, so let's go back on with it. So very thankful that you pushed us to do the third organization. And we did that in October 15th, 209. Now, I just wanted to remind you that um, the bylaws that came out of um, that bylaw committee and what caused us to form at that time, um, we, we saw the associated municipalities move forward first. They had revised bylaws uh, in the mid-2011, and it was May, of 2014 um, before there was a bylaw. So a lot of gap, a lot of concern, you can see that that's been there. Um, but we moved forward and we moved forward and have provided part of the solution by identifying areas of acceptable use. So we hope that you will continue to support us in that regard. So we're incorporated under the Societies Act um, in July of 2010. So when we talk about part of the solution, uh, it wasn't just a town issue at that point. Uh, private landowners, $5,000 first offense is where the uh, provincial government went to. So that kind of helped us to sell uh, where we're going. But we're beyond that in terms of working with the Alberta Snowmobile uh, Association in promoting safe, responsible uh, snowmobiling. It doesn't matter where or what. We now are the group that if you have concerns with snowmobilers, we want to hear from you. Uh, we want to change that that image. Yes, Brad? Uh, you had said there's $5,000 first offense fine for what? For, for Trespass on private land. Wow. Yeah. Okay, thank you. Yeah, lots of people still don't understand that one, so. Yeah, wow. You bet. So, um, Back when we were here in uh, 2015, or in 2016, our membership in 2015, 2016 hit a, a fairly low number, 29. And uh, we're gonna be very frank and just say to you, there was a couple of times this club was in jeopardy. Poor snow conditions, um, lack of being able to pull off new trails or getting them partially done. Um, it was a real struggle for us. We'll come back to a little more of that but by 2018 2019 um, which was our 10th anniversary if you notice 209 uh, we were just over a hundred members which was really exciting for us at the time well you can see our current membership at uh, 246 we progressed from that so seismic lines growing in probably helping us a little bit now they do a four-foot seismic line which two years it's gone so the old wide lines are, are not there anymore. And uh, frankly, the pandemic probably didn't uh, hurt us either because it kept people closer to town and out in the great outdoors. 
we'd still like to see that current membership number up um, at say 300 or more I believe there's room for 500 um, it's a tough sell on snowmobilers uh, our donors and supporters came to the table first they could see the the point of being part of the solution but snowmobilers had a and it's part of our our northern attitude go wherever we want do whatever we want and uh, all I can say is once we can get that snowmobiler on our trail once they become members and so you know please encourage snowmobilers to to become part of our our uh, our group let's go to the next one so I show this to you for a couple of reasons um, we are a peace area club you can see by uh, the locations that I've included that we do have a fairly wide berth um, the other reason I show this to you is because I think it's part of the success of our club is that we have some structure and um, as you can see good commitment I'm not going to tell you it's perfect because if you read there you'll see that there's a couple of members covering two positions so struggling like others in in that regard although it appears that we may have those double positions covered co covered this year our AGM is planned for November the 3rd let's go to the next one so just so that you think we're not always out working on the trails which often we are this is uh, the north end of the Letty Lake Trail and the social ride that was was held there let's go to the next one so we provide the financials just so you can get an idea and we're pretty proud of these numbers uh, I'm going to be very quick at explaining them though it's not quite what it looks like because $18,500 comes in and goes out so we sell our Alberta Snowmobile Association uh, trail passes and memberships good for any trail in the province of Alberta for uh, $80 and we collect all that money we send it all to the Alberta Snowmobile Association so 18,500 uh, of those dollars are ins and outs you can see I've showed you the designated funds for for last year uh, Skidoo uh, gave us a, a grant and we had a, a $5,000 member donation and you can kind of look Below and you see where it went under expenses so we did an upgrade to the Hines Creek Trail for just under 10 and uh, the Letty Lake uh, White Mud River slide so bank balance shows is uh, $21,000 but that does not include some of the money that came back from ASA this year you know how timing is we're at July 31st and the check missed so we actually uh, went into the, the um, coming year with $30,000 that is just mind-altering for us if we had a couple of thousand dollars we'd be singing and, and dancing so I just want to note the income side again that we've really stabilized in the last couple of years so memberships and uh, the $8,400 wasn't complete we had a smaller one so about $9,000 a year Trail sponsorships, um, we have two, Baytex on the Wesley Creek Trail and Canfor on the Hines Creek Trail that are paid. Those are $3,500 a year. We do have a sponsor on the, uh, on the Letty Lake Trail, but we um, gave that because of uh, a significant and kind donation when we had to rebuild that uh, trail. 
more on that to come. You'll notice it says plus a new sponsor for 22. Well, the new sponsor came along and didn't want to give us $3,500 a year. It's $8,000 a year, and that's uh, Zavisha Sawmills out in Hines Creek. So that number is going to be $15,000 next year, which is huge. Uh, we're going to talk about grooming needs in a minute, and you'll see why that's important. So the poker rally, um, this is unbelievable, $5,000. We've had to expand the parking lot out of Wesley Creek, which is where we traditionally do our our poker rally because of the number of people that are, are participating. So $5,000 uh, is just awesome. And then there's various donations and grants and we, we uh, took in 14.5. So where the donation and grants come in is when we have a new development project or let's say we were going to buy a capital piece of equipment, maybe a groomer, which isn't the case, uh, we would still be out looking for, for monies for that. So we cannot fund that internally. Can we go to the next one? So this is a picture of our Wesley Creek Grand Opening back in 2016. And you may be saying, gee, why are you uh, coughing up an old picture? Well, I just want to say that there's a couple of reasons for it. Uh, the first one is that um, if you look at the sleds on the left, uh, you'll notice the one second from the left with the funny looking windshield. That's a 1984 machine. The one to the left of that and the two green ones behind it and the yellow one are 1990s. My point's really simple. You don't need a new machine to go out on our trails. I know that some of you may tell your spouses you need a new one to do that, <laughs> but honestly you don't. The trails are groomed. Uh, you don't have to go miles and miles and miles. You can come out and enjoy it. So um, keep that in mind uh, next time you're, you're thinking of the trails and, and uh, whether you want to come out there. Um, it's really important that, uh, that you do. So that particular uh, poker rally, which was our first one, we brought in $1,000. You remember we're at five now. So you can see the, the growth that's, uh, that's taking place. Let's go to the next one. So we have four existing trails, 205 kilometers. A trail costs about $2,000 to put in. Rough numbers, okay? We usually look at that as half in cash, half in volunteer and donation in, in kind. Yeah, so um, our trails are developed uh, to provincial standards, generally five meters wide, so 15 feet, signed in accordance with the International Snowmobile Administrators Association. So an international signing thing, very much like your, your streets are, steel posts, sign, uh, stop ahead, stop, corner, slow, those sort of things. Um, each trail has a staging area, that's where you park and unload, and uh, there's a sign there with a picture of the trail, conditions of, of use, and uh, there's one community access per trail, and I want to just talk about that because there's a lot of confusion. Well, what's a community access? Well, there's people in the area of our trails, and they're not going to load up and trailer up. They've been sledding from the farm, generally, or from the nearest community, if it's a smaller community, for years. And so we have a point 
where they can access uh, our trails and join in. And I'm going to show you a picture of a rest area later, so I'm not going to uh, belabor that particular point. The amenities are shown. And then groomed as resources allow, and that's up for discussion next year. So to 2019, and I was keeping track of that because it was really important at that point with all the donated funds and, and the rest of it. So we have just under $600,000 in those trails to that point. Now what's really important, I want you to note that 3,600 volunteer hours. Do you remember how many people I told you we had in the club at that point, 25 to 50? And you can see where our club is successful. The volunteer dedication is, is very, uh, very much there and very much um, the heart and soul of, of why we're still here and maybe the other two clubs weren't. All right, let's go to the next one. So this is actually Francois Groomer. The club does not own this. We used to own a bear cat, Arctic cat, out of the box. It came with a nice little flashing tower and a, a drag just like that behind it, a four foot drag. It just wasn't cutting the mustard. We sold it in 2020. In 2017, Francois said, you know, I think I'm gonna buy my own drag and become a groomer. And he's donated much of our grooming uh, for our club since that. Uh, frankly, we've worn out his, his side by side and we're at the point now where grooming is, is a challenge for us. So membership's up, um, usage on the trail is up. And uh, so now it's figuring out how to do that. So we are looking to move more of a contracted to more of a contracted system to keep our trails uh, groomed and, and uh, uh, attractive for people to come out and, and use. Um, the club also, after we sold our own groomer, we took and built a groomer uh, drag, the orange part, very similar to that. And so we're hoping other volunteers might pull it, but at the very least, if something happens to Francoise, we do have a, a backup uh, unit. The Lord Logging groomer. My brother's in there too. Ah, you should have said that. He holds the farm down while I do this stuff. So. Yeah, while well, we're talking about that, I want to just uh, say that uh, Francois is fresh off the trip to Edmonton to the uh, uh, Power Sports Show in Edmonton and uh, the Alberta Snowmobile Association Awards Banquet. So uh, Francois, Pierre, and Hayden uh, were the Alberta Snowmobile Family of the Year for Alberta. Let's go to the next one. So a bit on the trails now. So this is improvements after January 2016. The Letty Lake Trail, uh, we had it closed after the May 16 snow. So we just finished off Wesley and Smith Mills and the May 16 snow hit and pretty much wiped out every trail we had. Remember I said there's a couple of times we just about collapsed? Well, we cried a lot, we whined a lot, and then several of us kind of grabbed each other and said, let's go. And uh, we basically had to rebuild all of our trails. Um, Letty was the worst because it was our first trail. We hadn't built it to standards. And so we had to take that primitive trail, upgrade it, but it is by far our worst trail. It's a north-south, the west winds come, blow all the logs in there. 
Um, and so it's a lot of work. So that cleanup project cost us just under $100,000. Osmond Tree Services, you can see 60000 So you know why they have the uh, sponsorship. So just a huge job. We did it. We did it. Um, we did a rest area on the south side of the White Mud River, Francois again, in March 2019. Three slides on the White Mud River. That's how committed we are to keeping this trail over, open. 2018, 19, and 20, the last one was very severe. I'm going to show you a picture in a bit. And we had the trail closed, uh, the north end of the trail closed for the 2021 uh, winter, but it reopened last year in December of 21. Uh, the Baytex Wesley Creek Trail, that's probably our most used trail. It's our smallest trail, but very family friendly. You want to go out for an afternoon picnic, uh, it's the place to go. So we connected to the hamlet of St. Isidore in November of 17. Uh, Baytex uh, signed the first trail sponsorship with us in October of 18. And the staging area was expanded by one acre in 2020, again, to accommodate the uh, poker rally. And again, that was one of uh, Francois's projects. Can we go to the next one? So that's what the Letty Lake Trail looks like. I'm sure you can clearly see the trail through that. And I want to just tell you that uh, the picture does nothing for the elevation. Um, yeah, it, uh, it was unbelievable. Uh, again, thank you to Francois for spearheading that. But it was the third time and we were getting better at it, I think, by that point. Hopefully we've got it in hand. Let's go to the next one. So I did tell you about a rest area. This happens to be our newest one. Woodshed off to the side, usually stocked when you get there. A picnic table in front of the track side by side with the blade is the fire pit. And on the very right hand side, if you can see it, uh, with the white roof, that is an outhouse. That came from our Smith Mills grand opening. We had a tremendous turnout. And the lady said, this is really great, but we need an outhouse. And much to our surprise, Alberta Environment Park supported us, and uh, we ha now have them at all of our uh, rest areas. So good on the ladies for saying, hey, here's what we, we need. Let's go to the next one. So Zavisha Smith Mills Trail, it's by far our longest trail, 80 kilometers. If you tie that in with the Hines Creek Trail, it's a 100-kilometer ride from just north of Figure 8 Lake, where staging area is, right into the village. So not a bad little ride for a late lunch and back, back out. So West End staging was completed in May of 16, just as that wet snow hit and knocked everything down. So the cleanup work, as you can see, um, $44,000 of cleanup. Remember, we just finished. We were devastated, but we did it. The last lake community access was our last project, 20 kilometer loop, uh, with access out towards uh, Last Lake Brownvale area, uh, opened in 2020. And in conjunction with this access, we learned that although when we developed these trails, we thought 10, 20 years, maybe we have to redo them. Not so. Uh, we uh, got access to the center of this trail. And so at the same time, we did a, uh, an up, uh, upgrade on 20 kilometers. So in August of this year, the Vicious Sawmills uh, signed their uh, sponsorship in conjunction with the Forest Resources Improvement Association. 
And um, it's a little bit of a different sponsorship because we've agreed to install interpretive signage along the way. So some history on the logging in the area, the Zavisha history in particular, um, some of the cut blocks and their stages of regrowth, um, some of the shared use, uh, trap lines, uh, oil and gas, um, those sort of things. So we're really looking forward to, to that interpretive signage. Something new on our trails for people to come see. And of course, uh, because it's more than our normal, uh, going to help us with um, our trail maintenance, in particular contract uh, grooming. We go to the next one. So Cat Four Hines Creek Trail, our newest trails, uh, opened partially in December of 2018. Virtually as we're about to open the trail, we found out that our major landowner had sold the land, forgot to tell us, was sold to a large insurance company, and uh, they declined uh, the right to cross their land. So devastated again. Um, anyway, by January of 20, we had found an alternate route, and it's now uh, reopened, but again, um, that's one of the issues with private land. We do cross them. That's actually how I met Francois. That was one of the first pieces of private land that uh, we crossed. So um, this uh, December 21, we completed 25 kilometers of upgrades. You'll notice that was only three years old and we were upgrading it. There was lots of willow growth in cut blocks uh, there and some other unique factors. So. Uh, kind of shocked that we had to do it, but as you can see, $10,000 went in and the trail's in much better condition as a result. So what else have we done? So safety is a priority. Sign cell phone sites for emergency purposes. So as you go along our trails, we started to notice that, oh, we actually had cell phone coverage here, there, and uh, in certain places. So we now have signs with the GPS coordinates and at some of those locations, uh, they're suitable for a STARS uh, landing site. So an important upgrade. As I said, we're 80% on the west side of the river and 20% on the east, so we're now working to add trails on the east side. And uh, Francois is working on what we call the East Wesley Creek uh, Trail. So can we go to the next slide? So if you would like to remember our club, here's what I suggest that you remember from this. Membership continues to increase. We're financially stable with regular sources of income. Trail expansion is continuing. Trail maintenance is improving. Other improvements continue to be made. And if we had one wish, it would be to have more snowmobilers join us. Let's go to the next one. So as you look at that picture, I hope you're saying to yourself, gee, maybe I should get off my coach this winter and join these guys. Um, and we hope you do, but tell others uh, as well. But in closing, I can't help but brag just a little more about our club. So I've already told you about Francois' most recent. Our club has been awarded the Mighty Peace Zone, so basically Northern Alberta Club of the Year four times, the last in 2020. Francois was awarded the Groomer of the Year Award the year after he bought his groomer for his dedication. That was for Alberta. Uh, Mighty Peace Power Sports and RV was the Alberta Snowmobile Dealer of the Year and somehow they gave me the Snowmobiler of the Year. 
And uh, you can only imagine, and most of you know, I spend the winter in Phoenix, the uh, excitement at the pool where they're saying to me things like, are there no better snowmobilers in Alberta than the guy sitting in Phoenix? But anyway, I appreciate the recognition. So that's our story. Thanks for hearing us out. Are there any last questions? That's an ungroomed trail, by the way. That's what? That's an ungroomed trail? <laughs> that's actually not part of our trail. It's overlooking the Montagny yeah. Valley. If not, thank you very much for hearing us out. I have, uh, actually, I have, a, I have um, a comment. Okay. This is Shelly Shan. I'm, I'm uh, just signed in remotely. I, uh, that's an extensive, uh, impressive tra uh, trail system you have there. I don't snowmobile myself, but I, I have a lot of friends that do, and they've often, uh, you know, talk quite highly about um, your club. I will be contacting you offline to see how the Economic Development uh, Committee can help from our tourism arm. So I'll be contacting one of you through the information in the presentation. And I just have one question. It might be kind of a silly question, but I'm going to ask it anyway. Is it only snowmobiles that go on those for Yes, so uh, tracked uh, units, so tracked side-by-sides are also welcome. Uh, we only have rates on our trails from October 15th to April 30th when there are frost conditions and snow conditions are, are appropriate. Again, part of our commitment in terms of environmental impact. Um, I can tell you, Shelley, if you're going there in terms of could we upgrade it for wheeled units and the rest, two problems. Number one, um, if you go down towards uh, Edmonton in the Parkland uh, area by Lac St. Anne, Lake Isle, um, they did put in an all-weather uh, trail to the tune of about $2 million, and uh, that was done about 10 years ago, and I can tell you, because I have a cabin on a lake down there, that uh, they're in the process of rebuilding it right now for 600000 and it doesn't run very far, and I forget the exact length, but it's like 30 kilometers. So uh, that's number one, is, is cost. Number two is a lot of our wheeled friends uh, aren't looking for a uh, nice solid surface to go on, they're looking for the enjoyment of the off-road. And uh, so therein lies the, the other issue. Um, but Shelley, if I could just comment, our club is a member of the Mighty Peace Tourist Association, if you're not aware and has been for, for a period of time. George Leger is our vice president, and he is the uh, person that represents us uh, there. And uh, yeah, we've really appreciated uh, what they've done to promote our club. Uh, the other one is, is that's really stepped out and above is the Move Up magazine. Um, so, any other questions? Thank you. PeaceValleySnowRiders.com, well, we have a website. Okay. Our trails are on there, like you can see the whole trails. You can use your iPhone or your phone to uh, go to the staging area. It'll guide you there like any waypoints. And all the maps are there and everything. And just anything. My number is there too for any questions. You know, then we'll well, thank you. Thank you very much. And thank you for all your, your work all over the, the zone, I guess I would say. And uh, good luck on more donations and more in-kind work and more members. Absolutely. Thank you. Thank Hope to you. send you guys some trail passes. Uh-huh. <laughs> well. In the future. In the future. Thank you. Thank you.
Okay, the next uh, item, we have bylaws. We have none to deal with. Uh, unfinished business, we don't seem to have any. Uh, new business, proposed dissolution of the Peace River Museum Board and interim CAO, Mrs. Bell, and lead us through this. It's been a challenge to obtain board members for this particular board for about a year now. It's been approximately a year. Um, however, over the last 10 years or so, there has been adjustments to the bylaw to accommodate for sort of the change of volunteerism when it comes to board governance and board uh, attendance and participation. Uh, at one time, this board actually had about 10 members on it, and we did reduce it to seven to again reduce our quorum size and uh, see if we could garner additional support and participation from the community. Most notably over the last year, we are seeing um, a lack of participation on this particular board. At the same time, we have been advertising for similar positions on the community services board or library or MPC or other economic development and the town has received applicants. But alas, for the museum board, we have not. Um, the community services board was consulted at their last regular meeting in September. Um, they are open to the idea of merging the boards together, being a subcommittee, whatever end result of that um, could or would be. And we had a meeting on last Wednesday, October 19th, uh, with two members of the museum board that could attend that meeting, uh, thus no quorum, but we had a conversation and consulted. Both of them were public members at large, the only two. Uh, the other member was a member of the historical society that could not attend that evening, so she was not in attendance on that conversation. Um, both board members felt that the change of volunteerism is quite dramatic. Uh, for this type of focus for this facility, there seems to be more interest in participation for an event or a program, um, a different type of volunteerism as opposed to a board position in an advisory capacity. The museum has changed in its focus and its activities, and it's, it's not a governance board. There's not a lot of um, topical items for regular board meetings that are required so they uh, board members felt that they'd be very happy to participate in programs and events um, we have one board member that assisted with a pat's creek interpretation walk last year that's how they want to spend their time so they were supportive overall of the concept of merging this museum board into the community services board uh, that was the preference over dissolving the board completely. The museum still needs some advisory board um, process, whether that chooses to be council as a whole or the community services board as part of their accreditation. Um, policies have to be reviewed and we do need to prove to 
the Alberta Museums Association, who's the accrediting body for the museum, that we have public involvement for those policy reviews and not just um, administration providing that uh, service. So within the report this evening, I present council with uh, two options. There could be others that council so chooses. Uh, first option is to direct administration to present a uh, repeal of bylaw 1806 at a future meeting that would simply dissolve the museum board. And at that point, council would assume a function of review uh, for anything required in the, in the future. Uh, option two is for council to direct administration to present a repeal of the bylaw 1806 and present a new or amending bylaw to expand the mandate of the community services board to include the museum aspect um, that would be repealed in bylaw 1806 for your discussion. Thank you. Uh, any questions on this topic? Uh, Not really a question, but more of a comment that uh, when we discussed this at our last uh, Community Services Board meeting, the Community Services Board was supportive of this, merging the both, both uh, groups together. Thank you. Any other questions or comments right now? Uh, uh, Councillor Scammerhorn? So does that mean that current museum board members become Community Service Board members? We have one public member at large position that's available currently, but I also have an applicant and we asked the two public members at large at the museum uh, board meeting on Wednesday and neither was interested in that position. So we don't see a requirement to um, fill it with a museum member. Thank you. Any further questions? Okay, um, I'm looking for a motion. Yeah. Um, two, Council Direct Administration to present a repeal of bylaw number 1806 and present a new or amending bylaw to expand the mandate of the Community Services Board. Okay. That's the recommendation, right? Yeah. Right. Okay, any further discussion? All those in favor of the motion? Aye. Okay, it is carried. Thank you. Thank you. <coughs> Thank you, uh, Mrs. Bell. Next item um, of new business, we have the uh, additional item, which was the Indigenous Veterans Day request, I believe. That's uh, correct. Mrs. Bell? That's correct, Your Worship. There is a uh, request presented to Council for the from the Peace River Aboriginal Interagency Committee. Uh, they are hosting an Indigenous Veterans Day ceremony at Treaty 8 Monument on November 8th at 10.45 a.m. They, re they have requested mayor or designate to attend that event and bring um, uh, brief remarks on behalf of the town of Peace River. Thank you. So, um, First of all, I'm not available to attend. Is anybody else available to attend at 10.45 on November 8th? I'd have to look. I couldn't say Okay, so perhaps we um, 
thank them for the invitation and um, uh, explain that unfortunately uh, counselors are not able to attend. I can check you. I can check you. Okay, so so we'll, should we just make an enabling motion and then he can check his calendar? Yeah, yeah as long as he lets him know. Yeah, I just let who know. Uh, let him in know so okay. he will contact. Okay, yeah, I can do that. You'll be making a short speech there. Okay, so uh, a motion then? Yeah, I'll, I'll move that the mayor or alternate um, will attend the event and provide brief remarks. Okay. Where's the slides? Thank you. All those in favor? Aye. Good, it is carried. Thank you. Um, we have another one. I thought there was one from the curling club, no? I believe you received that directly. Okay. And I, I just sent a note to Miss Parks on that very item. Okay. So we could do an enabling post event on that one. Okay. okay the curling club is having their 80th anniversary uh, celebrations on November 5th. Well, the weekend of November 4th, 5th. And uh, part of that, they have asked if uh, someone from council could come. So um, we'll handle it later then. Good. Okay, uh, next up, we have um, information item. We have a report, rather, uh, the Drayton Valley RPAP um, conference. And um, Councillor Boychuk attended this on not as Counselor, but on his health care advisory board um, appointment side of things. So, Councillor Boychuk, uh, any comments on the conference? Um, it was very well attended for our region. So, I'm, I'm, uh, I was able to meet with quite a few of our MDs and get to know them a little bit better. And, uh, you know, I'm, I'm feeling hopeful that uh, our region is going to make some efforts to bring some good doctors to our area. So it was a good conference. It was the first one in a while, and um, a lot of people came out of there with some good ideas and some, and, uh, some hope. So now we just gotta follow up on those action items and uh, continue to attract good doctors to our area and health staff. Any, anybody have any questions of Mr. Boychuk on the conference? Okay. Next one are the minutes of the Peace River Aboriginal Interagency Committee of uh, September 20th. I attended this one and um, basically between this September 20th and the October meeting, um, they've decided that uh, this powwow in June of 2023 will be what is called a traditional powwow as a which is slightly different when, than the powwow they've been having. Powwow they've been having, it's sort of a competition um, in dancers and so on. That's still kind of part of it, but the traditional powwow, basically all the dancers, as I understand it, are recognized with a, um, uh, a small, I don't know what you call it, honorarium for participating. Yes. So other than that, from this committee, uh, they organized the Sisters in Spirit Walk on October 4th and the National Indigenous Day September 30th celebration, um, well, recognition and walk, which was very well attended. 
That's about all I have to report on that one. Okay, the next item is the RCMP Peace Regional Advisory Committee minutes of October 17th. And Mr. Ford, I think you went to this one. Yeah, it, uh, the minutes are there for your reading pleasure, but I would like to uh, give a, uh, a verbal update that the SEPTED project for downtown Peace River is starting this Wednesday at uh, 315 where we're going to be doing the uh, the SEPTED walk and making some recommendations um, from the group for crime prevention. What is SEPTED? Uh, crime prevention through environmental design. Thank you. The other thing is we do have the Locker Lose It program back up and running. Um, we'll be running it over I'll just say some weekends. I don't want to give out any specific dates just as we don't want to uh, let the public know which uh, parking lot and where we're going to be working that program. It's supposed to be more of a more of a surprise thing as some people if they know that project is being worked on on a certain date and time they won't go shopping that day. So we'll just uh, we'll leave that at that but uh, it looks like we're going to have participation from Northern Sunrise or our Rural Crime Watch. Um, a couple of members from our uh, RCMP board will be there, as well a bunch of uh, uniforms as far as AHS, our fire department, uh, RCMP, and uh, Correctional Services will all be participating. So it's uh, looking forward to the program. Do you want to, or maybe you can update us a little bit on victim services, because I understand there's some uh, major changes being proposed for their way of yeah, so victim services, they're, they're looking, uh, the province is looking at doing a, a more of a regional thing, but I'll, I will have more information on that following the next RCMP meeting because we, we are having a presentation from uh, our victim services uh, director here in Peace River. Thank you. Any further questions on those reports? Okay, would someone uh, please move that council accept the following reports? They would be listed um, as uh, information. Okay, Deputy um, Mayor Ford, so moves. All those in favor? Aye. Okay, it is carried. Thank you. Uh, next up, we have an information item on Growing the North Conference. And um, well, I can speak to this one, I guess. Um, it is held in Grand Prairie. Last couple of years, it's been virtual or hybrid. I'm not sure what it is this year, but um, it's a very good um, conference. Talks about lots of topics. Uh, Co-sponsored um, the Chamber of Commerce, which is uh, heavy duty into organizing it, along with others. Anyways, it's February 22nd and 23rd. And... Um, I personally would like to be enabled to attend this one, but, and many others, I don't know. Uh, I'll move that council being able to attend the Growing North Conference scheduled for February 22nd, 23rd, 2023 in Grand Prairie. Thank you. Any further comments, questions? All those in favor of that motion? Aye. It is carried. Okay, next up we have, um, a letter from the RCMP, uh, well, Peace Regional RCMP Community Advisory Committee to the Alberta Premier 
with respect to regional bail hearing pilot site. And I think their chair, um, Karina Williams is, or Dave LeBlanc is writing this letter to the premier requesting that Peace River be the a pilot site to have Crown prosecutors um, based out of Peace River in the hopes that they would speed up the processes and the bail um, discussions. Is that kind of? Okay. Okay. Um, nothing further in the way of information items, so would someone please uh, move the acceptance of uh, the two information items? hasn't moved in a while. Uh, Councilor Boychuk? And, and I, I just quickly speak on that uh, bail hearing thing. Okay. What, what we're having problems with is, is our officers are spending a lot of time preparing a report while pe why people should not be released on bail because of their repeat offenders and because these guys are not situated in town they're finding that there's a lack of maybe care of why and these guys are continually getting released and that's causing us a lot of problems so the RCMP are, are asking us to advocate to get that changed so we have a local guy that lives in the community and owns a community and accepts what we're releasing into the community versus somebody from out of town. So that's kind of where that's coming from. Thank you. Okay, we have that, we did that motion, right? Yeah, okay, we're, I think we voted on it. No, nope. nope. okay, all those in favor of the motion? Thank you. Aye. It is carried. Thank you. Okay. Uh, next up, any notices of motion? None? None. Okay. Comments from the public? Again, Mr. Sissons, please remember. You might want to shut me down right away because it's only related because it's about all the boards and committees and everything and it's not really part of this council meeting but no, that meeting that meeting's over you want to grant maybe a tiny bit of leeway well it's not up to me but just so you're aware that meeting is over what, what did you want to say if you can keep it short well um, as because of you were talking about the committees and everything uh, the piece of risk deal is probably going to shortly approach you to have a liaison from council uh, appointed uh, to the ski hill. But since I was going to approach about that, I was approached by uh, Councillor Mark Boychuk. And uh, I'm pleased to announce that hopefully, as soon as I can get it done, uh, Councillor Boychuk will be joining the board of the, the new board of the. Uh, Piece River Ski Hill, and just for informational purposes for council, uh, the general meeting was well attended, a lot better than previous. I think there was about 43 altogether, and the three principal positions uh, were filled as follows: Jill Cairns is president, uh, and also Chris Johnson is vice president, and myself. Believe it or not, I'm actually public liaison for the moment and the uh, ski hill director overall director and overseer of events and right now it kind of feels like i'm cruise director on the titanic but we're going to do our best to turn it around and uh, 
not go down without uh, fighting hard and spitting blood. So I think the approach to ask council for a liaison will be rendered moot by the fact that I'm pretty much going to guarantee that if you want the spot, just let me smile at you and say it's yours. And I think that I can make sure that that happens. So, so just to be clear, so probably the conversation there was as a public member, and if the ski hill was to request um, uh, an official um, council liaison person, they should do that, you know, proper paperwork. Two channels, but I just thought... Thanks for the heads up. If uh, council, maybe when you go in camera, if you felt that was germane, uh, perhaps it's solved by... We don't need that because Councillor Boychuk would obviously, if he's on the board and he sees you guys all the time, maybe that's all we need. We don't need it to be so formal. We just okay. So we'll figure something. We'll figure. We'll have discussions. And there'll certainly be a press release, and I, I apologize, my phone died, or I would have uh, given more respect to the other elected board members, but I'm not familiar with everybody, and I was going to present that information off my phone, and its battery decided to to die, so I didn't want to not announce the other uh, board members, so I apologize for that. That'll be forthcoming in a, in a uh, proper press release. Great. Well, I'm glad you had a good meeting, and uh, best of luck, too. We're going to need it, and all the help we can get from, from council and the town administration, and uh, Tanya's excellent help and advice as well to try and turn it around and make it be successful before it's too late. Great. Well, thank you. Thank you, Ted. Thanks, Ted. You're welcome, everybody. Okay, uh, key communication items. Uh, so, um, moving into the winter months, keeping in mind uh, the Peace Valley Snow Riders presentation and offering up those trails as an option or a resource to snowmobilers just to keep from, you know, them traveling maybe on private property or in town. Um, so that might be good to share in the future as well as the Indigenous Veterans Day um, making um, residents aware of that event. Great. And I guess the organizational meeting and anything that you wish out of that one, too. Yeah. Great. Okay, anything further to suggest to the communications coordinator? Not right now, apparently, so thank you. Okay, uh, next up on our agenda, I believe we're going to go into closed session, so I'll suggest that we have a five minute break, come back and we'll go into closed and um, so forth. Um, with respect to um, uh, closed, do we need, uh, who do we need in closed? Directors and, okay, okay, directors. Okay, yeah. comment? Yeah, as far as communication goes, it would be nice to let the public know that uh, that uh, the group is stepping up and uh, doing that crime prevention uh, work in downtown Peace River. Hopefully you can uh, get rid of some of that crime that's been happening, especially what, what has happened in uh, one of our communities that had, what was it, 30 vehicles broken into over a weekend. So we're looking forward to uh, 
working with that project. Okay, so let's take a break till 6.37.